Hello, you're listening to your favorite podcast, Not Another Sports Podcast. And before we start our episode, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all the fans who've been supporting us to this time. And if you're a new fan or just now listening, uh, make sure you subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Not Another Sports Podcast and at Twitter, N underscore A underscore S underscore Podcast. Now enjoy the show. Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. Me and my co-host, Kevin and Jordan. Yo, what's up? This is Kevin. Yeah, and this is Jordan. And we definitely are excited for this episode. We got some heavy hitters with us today. We got our favorite coach, uh, Coach Chapman. And we also got our favorite versatile third base slash first baseman, Josh Tyus. Yee! Did you just say yee? <laughs> it's great. Oh boy. But yes, in this episode, we're gonna try to have our own little mini therapy session, get over the blown 3 1 lead that we suffered this year. But before we do all that, we're gonna go over the um, <clears throat> off season, I mean, the season that we had for the Braves. Um, I think that it was a good season. Coming in, we had World Series aspirations. For many of us, it was World Series or bust. But for me, it was World Series or lose to the Dodgers or bust. That's how I looked at it. And um, I'm not really... If you would have told me before we had the 3-1 lead that we would have lost to the Dodgers in Game 7, I would have said, cool, we're, we're, we're where we want to be. We didn't get to the World Series, but we took them to seven. We fought them hard, um, and we did everything we could. We just didn't have enough, Um, especially after we lost Mike Soroka. But um, everything I say from after this point needs to be said with, once we go up 3-1, there's absolutely no excuse for us not to win that series. No. Like... Keep that in mind for the rest of the episode. Um, um, granted, we did not have the pitchers. We, like I said in the last episode or the episode before, we had two and a half pitchers. So we kind of knew going in that we weren't going to be able to consistently compete with them, but we could make it competitive. And after we won game one, because I thought, I just assumed that uh, Kershaw was still the starter. So I thought we were going to come out, get Kershaw going, like get Kershaw game one, get out to an early start and keep the series going. But we got Walker Bueller. So I'm thinking, cool, we got him. We're going to see Kershaw again at some point. So we're at, we're great. We're right where we want to be. Like I said, if we're up 3-0-2-1, I love our chances. And we were up 2-1 and up 3-1. So, I mean... I I don't want to make an excuse, but then don't. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making an excuse. I'm just gonna say our future is bright. Like if if this was this time last year, I didn't have as much hope as I do now. Like I wouldn't have even watched the pregame. I mean the postgame show last year. Like none of that. I like once we were 
down 11, no, 10 to nothing in the first inning, I just turned off the game. I had no more hope after that. But I actually watched the whole entire game. Like, I fought with my brother to stay up on the couch, like falling asleep. I fought with him to stay up as long as I could. And then after Cody Bellinger hit the home run, that's when I came in my room. And then I still watched the rest of the game because I still had faith. But it was like, yes, it, I mean, I don't know. I'm saying a lot to say. I've, I've, like, I know Kevin's going to come in here and hate, but I, no matter what he says, he can't take away the fact that I feel like we're in a great position going forward. Like, if we make the right offseason moves, like I think we will, I think we'll be fine. It's just up to us doing the right things and not not letting this shell shock us, letting this teach us. But what do y'all think? If 11, if an 10 to nothing first inning in a clinching game last year didn't shell shock them, losing to the Dodgers, which was supposed to be the best team in baseball, four to three in seven games, is not going to shock them. All right. I mean, we can spin it however we want to. You should be disappointed that you lost the series, especially when you're up 3 1. You should be ecstatic that you got to the series, considering that you got picked to lose the previous two series because everybody talked about how your pitching was trash. All right. Including me. So the point being is that you can, you know, two things can be the same. You can say that there are reasons why you didn't win the series, and you can still be disappointed with blowing a 3 1 lead. Right. True. That's true. Um, All I know is, you know how every coach always tell you certain plays you got to make in the playoff, and that's going to be a determining factor for whatever reason. We forgot how to run a base. I forgot what. I don't know what it was about being in the big game. It's like we shrunk. I don't. We we had no outs with runners on second and third. And all of a sudden, Dansby decides to run on contact. All right. It's so, a Georgia, a Georgia oh, curse. Hold on. First of all, there is no curse. Second, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. You, I don't you, you, lump. Can, you can miss me with the curse talk. Second thing <laughs> is that if he hits the ground ball the third and Dansby takes off, I don't care about him taking off. All right? He's yes. Up. The person that screwed that play up more Austin Riley. Austin Riley, yes, exactly. He should have ran to third base. And he should yes, have been exactly. on third base. Dansby's already screwed <laughs> it up. You're not going back to second. It's not going to be second and third. Advance to 90 feet. See if Dansby can stay in the rundown long enough to get Marquegas to second base and stay at second and third and one out, which is what you should have been. But by sitting there and spectating, he turned what should have been one out into a double play and killed an inning. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That, basic, that was baseball. very, very deflating. That took all of the momentum that we had. All of the momentum. If you're really, it, was, it, you know, it was so early in the game, too. I don't, you know, I, and here's the issue. The worst the worst thing about this whole thing is that the Braves had the bases loaded. Mm. And nobody out in the second. Uh, and got one run. And didn't get any runs. Oh, oh they I struck out, that struck was out, one rounded many out. Times. And the you know, and people don't think about the 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 part that Adam Duvall played in this offense, and losing him on the second swing of the NLCS, it killed the Braves from a defensive standpoint because he's you know he's been in the Gold Glove talks in left field in his career, 
and then we had to put a we had to play yeah. people that played third base in left field and we had to play a person that uh, is just not as good a defensive outfielder as Duvall from a speed standpoint and a arm standpoint and then you know you take away the fact that that part in the lineup came up with runners on base a thousand times in this series and we didn't score a run and I love Nick Markakis and I think he's a great hitter but in Nick Markakis's career in Atlanta he does not have an RBI in the postseason so oh boy there you go wow yeah so that leads me into well that wasn't going to be my next question but we might as well ask it do you think that Nick Nick Markakis's days are done? Or? He's done. He's done in Atlanta. He may not be done somewhere else. He's done. Well, in no. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't, I don't see a situation where Nick Markakis stays in Atlanta beyond. That. He might stay in Atlanta, okay. but it might be to watch his kids play. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because I was saying it last year. Like, this is a proving year for him. He's. We have him on the. We have one year left from him. And we still have a lot of young outfielders coming up. So it's well, not really a reason to resign him. I don't think you can call it a prove year. Nick Markakis has proved it. He's got over 2,500 hits in Major League Baseball. But let's be honest, you know, he's gotten to the point where he's not catching up with fastballs anymore. And once you right. quit catching up with fastballs and everybody in the league now throws 100, you know, before you guys were born and I was, you know, playing ball. You know, if you saw somebody throw 98, 99, 100 miles an hour, that was must-see TV. Must-see. You know, you had guys like Mark Wohler that threw 100 miles an hour, and everybody was like, this guy's a freak. Now everybody throws 100 miles an hour. Right. The starting pitcher for uh, for uh, Tampa last night had hit 100 miles an hour 27 times in the playoffs. <clears throat> so, you know, when you start – when you get beat by fastballs and you're getting beat by fastballs – then it's time to reevaluate. You either got to change something with the stance, you got to change the mechanism to get started. You know, things have to change. And, you know, and I think all of y'all are, what, what you said the past was, or what you said previously was that the young outfielders, guys like Waters and Pache, those are guys that are going to, that are going to come up and, and probably get some chance to play, especially in the spring, assuming that, you know, we're post COVID. Uh, but you still mm-hmm. have du- you still have Duvall under contract. You still got Acuna under contract. I doubt that you'll see Ender Enciarte anymore. So, I mean, I just I don't think that's going to happen. Um, that makes sense. Okay, so, um, well, we'll move into the rotation then. We have Mike Sor- <laughs> Mike Soroka coming back. He'll be the eighth. We got a lot of great experience from um, Max Freed. He moved from the number two to the number one in the second week of the season, I believe. And looked like an ace for most of the season. Um, He had a hiccup in the playoffs um, against the Dodgers. He gave up three quick home runs. I want to say it was three home runs. It was two home runs and uh, they scored another one. And then he threw seven innings. Perfect. Yes. Great seven innings. Great seven innings. Saved our bullpen for what should have been a clinching game seven. He gave he gave us the best chance possible for that game seven. Should have won that game. That was a game we left. Yep. That was a game we left from the table. Yeah. We didn't give him no amount of support at all. At all. Zero. Well, one. But you know. Um mm-hmm. but yes, we got um Ian Anderson. He definitely stepped up. 
I I said at the beginning of the post. Ian Anderson, man. I have the utmost oh, confidence man. in him, and that definitely proved to be true. Um, before before that game, he tied. I can't remember who the pitcher was, but he pitched for the Giants in 1905, and he was the first <laughs> pitcher to not give up a run in four starts in the postseason in his first four starts. Um, and I I really love what he gives us. Um, granted, he did have that little hiccup in game seven, but he got the first two outs on three pitches. Then I want to say it was walk, single, double, something like that. And it was walk. And that, it was walk, double, and then a ground ball to second. Because yeah, he played a shift and the guy hit a ground ball to second, and that's all that. Yeah, was. we'll get into that. We'll definitely get into shifting. That's the question mm-hmm. I have for you. But um, um, and then, so yeah, I he was pitching great, and then he just could not get that last out. But I really love his future. The future is bright for him. So we have those three. Well, we also have Kyle Wright. And if you stick around to the end, you'll hear in the segment at the end, Coach Chapman could not figure his name out for the life of him, but that was who he was talking about, Kyle Wright. He um, he had a rough start at the beginning of the season, went to the alternate site, and then with lights out at the end. Had a great postseason. Also struggled against the Dodgers, but um, he really only had one inning, and then we never used him again. But um, I, I'm saying all that to say, I really love where our pitching staff is. But I want to know what you think we should do. Should we stick with Fulty, give him another shot? Should we go with Sean Newcomb? What do you think about Tuki? I like Tuki. Uh, you know that was coming. What do you think about Tuki? Um, and should we what should we go after Bauer? Because I, I really like Bauer. So, yeah. Those are my questions for you. You asking me those questions? Yes, you're the okay, you're so the Braves expert. Bauer is a definite. If you can sign Trevor Bauer, then you go sign Trevor Bauer. I mean, yes, that's, I, that's a no-brainer. Like you you take Trevor Bauer and put him in the top of your rotation. And I know that people may not like Trevor Bauer's outspokenness or his swag. No, I love it. Or what I love I said, it. Some people I didn't count present company. Uh, <laughs> you know, my point being is that if you got somebody that can go in there that you know that you that solidifies your rotation like that, then you limit the amount of things that you have to do because now look what your rotation is. Your rotation becomes Bauer, Freed, Soroka, Anderson. So now some of the pressure is off of guys like Wright or Toussaint or Newcomb or Fulte. Although I don't think Fulte's a starting pitcher in this league. I think they're going to try to convert him into a bullpen guy or he's not going to be around. Um, so... You know, he's got too good of stuff to, to not pitch. I thought that, you know, personally for me, I would like to have seen him or Newcomb get a start late in the year to see where they were at. But, you know, I'm not there. And, you know, just like, you know, when people complain about who the high school coach plays and they've never been to practice, so they don't know what their kid's doing. But, you know, we, right. don't, know what, we don't know what's going on at the alternate site. Well, I do know this. They knew enough about Bryce Wilson to bring him up, and he jammed it down the – uh, Marlins throat and then turned around and did the same thing to the Dodgers. So yep. they were pretty much right about that. Plus the guy throws 98 with a nasty hammer. So, yeah. you know, the point being is that if you've got a chance to sign it, 
to sign Bauer than you sign Bauer. You figure out Newcomb, and I think Newcomb's a left-handed bullpen guy. He's been in there, and he was very successful in in 19 in that role. You know, Fultonavich is, is you know, if there's a lot of people that are on Atlanta radio that said they never want to see Fultonavich throw another pitch in a Braves uniform. And that I kinda, is ridiculous. And I kind of laughed at that because if those same people would have been here and, and had that same job when John Smoltz was pitching, then they would have said the same thing because John Smoltz was just a big a head case as Mike Fultonevich. They sent him to a sports psychologist, and now he's in the Hall of Fame. So, like we said, Fultonevich has great stuff, you know. And, but this year there was something wrong, and you could and you noticed it from the jump, you know. And you know, I don't want to speculate on things that I don't know. It just there were things that were off from that standpoint from the beginning. You know, I think right. Nukem. I think Nukem is better when he doesn't have to worry about trying to throw five, six, seven innings. I think when he knows he's got to get three outs, he goes out and attacks people. But you know, from that point, thing the big question for Atlanta is, what do you do in the bullpen? I think the starting rotation is going to work its way out. You know, I would love to see somebody like Toussaint come in and solidify himself as a fifth starter, but he's got to throw more strikes. You know. You can't come in and just and, and nibble. You throw 97 miles an hour, throw the ball over the plate and make them hit the ball. You know, when you start walking My, people and then you give up a three-run homer, that's how you get yourself in them two-thirds of an inning start. So, you know, I, our biggest thing is Melanson is a, you know, he's a free agent. You know, Shane Green's a free agent. You know, Will Smith didn't pitch very well for you. I realize he had COVID at the beginning of the year, so I don't know what role that played in it. You don't know what role not having a, a true spring training played in it for some of these guys. So, you know, there are some questions, you know, and, you know, how much, if you are going to bring back Green and Melanson, how, how much are you willing to spend on them? Yo, if you liking what you're hearing on Not Another Sports Podcast, make sure you follow us on all social media. Not Another Sports Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And on Twitter is N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Make sure you continue to stay up tuned and update with everything Not Another Sports Podcast. Now back to our show. Welcome back. And since we're still talking about baseball, um, the World Series has started. First, um, uh, Clayton Kershaw finally looked like uh, the the best pitcher in baseball in game one. But he does that. If there's no pressure on him, he's going to pitch well. So um, I still think the Dodgers going to choke. He got a pitch in game five? Game, yeah, game five. And all the pressure is on the Dodgers now. So we know what Kershaw is going to do. But... How y'all feel about how the World Series is going so far? Um, who cares? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's the Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays. Nobody cares about them besides the fans of those two teams. And um, I would say that it's pretty much going the way I expected. Um, 
the Braves, I mean, sorry, not the Braves. The Dodgers is doing everything they can to possibly give up the series like they do the, in every single playoff series. Yep. And it's just up to that one team to take advantage of the Dodgers' miscues because they don't want it. They definitely fold under pressure whenever it gets tight. You might see them, you might have see them have a good game one or a good game four, but that's all situational. Like Brandon said, when the pressure's not just on Clayton Kershaw, just on that team city in general, they fold. Um Last night was a prime example of it. They had the game in control, um, bad baseball, horrible clutch, like game management. Everything was about it was horrible. Like the pitch wasn't even backing up the catcher in that moment. Like how can a catcher turn around and there's nobody there to even, you know, be next to him to help him run to the ball or be covering the base? And Buddy on third base, I forgot his name, ran around the base, tripped over the base, Fell down like um, Daniel Daniel Jones the yeah. other day. He literally did something like that. Tumbled down, got up, looked, stopped, hesitated, ran, and then he did a horrible slip slide too. He barely he barely got to the base, and then when he got there, he just sat there. That's that's some, that's just the Dodgers' way of saying that they don't want it. And if the Braves and if the Rays can capitalize on this moment, then they will be World Series champions, and I believe they will. I picked them in six to win this series, and I believe this last game last night was the momentum shift in it. And um, they just got to do what the I'm sorry, what the Braves couldn't do, and that's finish the deal. Like and once, the and the Yankees and well, yeah, we couldn't. Yeah. We wasn't even in position. No, to y'all was the up two one. Don't say that. We was, we was, yeah, we was in a shorter series though, in a shorter, in a shorter. I want to hear that because y'all, y'all were in favor of these shorter series. Nah, I was wait, I was waiting <laughs> on this moment. Yep, y'all was big fans of these short series until it came back to bite you. It, it's actually right. It's no excuse. We definitely should have won that. Like when we lost the first game and then we can't bounce back and was up two one. There was no excuse on that. We we didn't get the job done, and um, but the Rays is not the Dodgers. The Dodgers act- actively give up series and speaking of Clayton Kershaw he did well game one game one no pressure all you have to do is go out there if you win you win you lose you lose at the end of the day it's only game one that doesn't really mean anything in the baseball aspect when it comes to series so tonight I believe they play tonight right mm-hmm. tonight if he's back on the mound is when we're gonna see he will be what he's about and me honestly Clayton Kershaw is Peyton Manning but he's not even on Peyton Manning level he's one of He's the he's the greatest postseason. I mean, he's the greatest regular season pitcher of all time. And in the playoffs, he's a choker. He doesn't do well under pressure. And I can't even say he's paying Manny because what, say what you want about paying Manny. He's been to three Super Bowls and he showed up and won. In the last one, in the last one, he he was injured. And then, and then the one that he lost against the Saints, he showed up until what the last play. So you can't even say that. Clayton Kershaw, Clayton Kershaw don't show up in big moments at all. And um, I think they lost their opportunity. If they would have won last night, then it probably would have been over. They couldn't mess it up. But last night gave the Rays too much hope. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to agree with a lot of that. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of this is going to be built on if this is Clayton Kershaw or not. But I don't think it's really Clayton Kershaw because I watched the game when we played him. And the way he pitched, 
um, the first when he pitched against us is the way he pitched against the uh, the Rays in Game One. It was the same way, except he didn't give up as many hits in that sixth inning. So they got him out before the seventh inning, which is what was, should have been the plan. Um, I don't know. I don't know why um, Dave Roberts keeps trying to overmanage and keep trying to go with the people that are have names instead of going with the people that are producing. Um, in that first, when we played them, he should have taken him out and um, never um, brought him back in in that series. That was the perfect time, especially after Freddie got his hit. I don't feel like, um, I don't feel like that was, especially the way the game was going, that was the right situation for him. But you can see in game one, I didn't watch it, but I saw like, the highlights and it was basically the same thing he was just getting out of those jams so i believe dave roberts learned from that um but he hasn't learned from it with closers he keeps putting in kenley jansen and kenley jansen has proven time after time that he's not the um he's not the answer you have to go with the right players and Kenley Jansen hasn't been the right player in a lot of situations in recent past. Um, but I think this will be the Clayton Kershaw game. It'll have to be. Even though I just said it's about Dave Roberts, it's going to have to be Clayton Kershaw. He's going to have to go out there, pitch a great game, because nobody's going to care. At the end of the day, they're going to see him on the mound and if they win or if they lock, if they lose. And even if he does go out there pitch a great game unfortunately they're still going to have to win this series because at the end of the day they will be up 3-2 with um two more games technically at home so um there's there wouldn't be any excuse for them losing the series at that point they at this point this is Clayton Kershaw's defining moment and if he comes up small there's nothing anybody can say to really defend him for why he came up small. There's really no excuse. It's really on a silver platter for him to be great. And I personally would like to see him be great because I don't I don't dislike Clayton Kershaw, but I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of him. I think a lot of people overrate him, his playoff failures. Granted, he did have a that horrible game five or six against the Astros in the World Series that kind of messed up his legacy forever. But I'm not saying he can't bounce back from that because it's been proven that the Astros cheated. So a lot of people could just say, oh, well, he just matched up with the Astros. Hey, what's going on? Can't get enough of Not Another Sports Podcast? Well, you can follow us on social media at Not Another Sports Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast on Twitter. And keep up with everything Not Another Sports Podcast. We appreciate y'all's support, and y'all make sure y'all subscribe. And back to the show. Welcome back. These guys, they're hilarious. This last segment, before we get out of here, we're going to answer the ultimate debated question all the time. Who's better? Who's better? Mookie Betts or Mike Trout? I'm going to have to say Mookie Betts, mainly because I just saw him single-handedly. I ain't going to say single-handedly. 
But he definitely contributed to the Braves losing in the NLCS. This man is a defensive specialist. And he can put up runs. As you saw in game one of the World Series. But I don't know. I'm going to have to go with Mookie Betts because well, he can play more positions. His, his postseason resume says otherwise. Put my chart on these teams and watch we see differently. Hey, man. My chart. I don't think. Apparently, that means so much. It, it doesn't because the Dodgers always somehow make the playoffs. He ain't really coming to add nothing to the team. The team made it to the World Series before without him. The Red Sox was a good team and he contributed. He was the MVP of that year, I believe. Um, but when you look at. I, I look at it as like Mookie Betts is Kawhi Leonard, Mike Trout is LeBron. Like Mike Trout is that dude, and he just have unfortunately haven't been put in situations where his team will be successful. <clears throat> Mookie Betts, great player, great, and it also happens to you know be even better that he's African American. But I don't think he has trout type skills the teams he's been on kind of helped him okay all right you went too far well right? i mean i'm um, better than trout i'm sorry not trout's type skills because he is a great player okay. he is top five in the league but i won't say better than mike trout i'll give you this this is a very tough question for me because these are all right these are two and three of my favorite players. Roy is obviously number one. But I've been saying for a long time that Mookie Betts is going to be the second best player in the league. This is I've been saying this since uh, my freshman year in college back when people were still very high on Bryce Harper. Uh, This isn't new. Right. (laughs) This isn't new for me. Like This isn't like just the new hot thing in the league. I've been saying this for a while that my uh, Mookie Betts is very good. Um, and I, I'm not gonna lie, this this last series, I was ready to say, yeah, that's just Mookie Betts. When in the first two games, when all he really had to show for himself was a hit in the ninth inning of Game One, and a blooper to third, like a chop shot to third that really should have been an out, but Freddie played it wrong and was on the outside of the bag instead of the inside. And he was called safe and that led to a rally. So before that, I was ready to say, yeah, uh, Kevin might be right. He's definitely nowhere near the top. Just look at what he did with the bright light. But he single-handedly turned that series around. One with that uh, hit that changed the momentum and two with his defense like he single-handedly saved six runs in that series in a series that was um like the final run deficit in that series was six runs so he was the difference maker that's um he say he robbed three home runs he um made a shoelace catch that i don't think any i'm not gonna say any other but not too many other outfielders are making that play from where he was in the outfield, playing no doubles to catch a fly ball that was weakly hit shallow right field. Great play. Um, And I'm not going to say that 
it shouldn't have been a double play because Ozuna definitely should have been back on the bag. But to me personally, I think even if Ozuna didn't get back on the bag, I think he would have been thrown out at home <laughs> because the play was he was that close. So um, I don't know. I feel like that alone, Mookie Betts single-handedly changed that series. And to me, he has changed the way you look at the Dodgers. Like, for Kevin, he's picked the um, Dodgers in three separate series just because they're the Dodgers. And he's changed that narrative. Like, you can't just not pick them anymore because they're the Dodgers. Now, granted, Kershaw still is a reason for that, but (laughs) you can't just pick a series based on one pitcher. That's not how that works. It's baseball. You have three other pitchers for Well, this is more of the team. So you this can, is more of the team. I just don't believe in the Dodgers in the playoffs. Yeah, Kershaw had his own mistakes, right. but the, the team as a whole fall apart in the playoffs every year. Yeah, but when you add a guy like Mookie Betts, that changes the whole narrative. But the reason I say... I'm saying all... The reason I say... You said what? The reason I say Mookie Betts is not better than Trout. Well, Trout... What? what Trout 27, isn't he? I, I don't know. Something I think like he's. I, I think, think so. he like. He's not too old. I think he like 26, 27. Mookie best like same age, right? From. I think he's like a year or two younger. From the jump, Mike Trout came in. We're talking about Mike Mike Trout as one of not one of the best, as the best player all time. Mookie best, yes, he's had you know past four seasons been really good, but he hasn't been all time great like Mike Trout. And even this year, Mike Trout still was Mike Trout. The only difference is he played for the Los Angeles Angels, which is a horrible ran team, like, from the top. They're not getting any players in. The last last big-time player that was really relevant they got was Albert Pujols, and he's not Albert Pujols anymore. The last person before him was Josh Hamilton, but he couldn't stay off the coke. So like they couldn't bring they can't bring any talent there to help him. I think they have Cole Hamels. I think that was the last I think Cole Hamels. No, yeah, we I have Cole, Cole Hamels. Wow. And he yeah. and he got yeah, hurt. So and then he, he got hurt. <laughs> like so I just think Mike Trout just had the short end of the stick. Like if we just looking at player to player for player, Mike Trout is a play better player than Mookie Betts. If Mike Trout had those opportunities in the playoffs as Mookie Betts. I think Mike Trout would shine even more than Mookie Betts, even with the outfield plays, on the bases, and hitting, because he's the best player on every single level. I don't think Mookie Betts is the See, best player on every single level on the Dodgers. I would, I would completely give you all of that if Mike Trout was still in his arbitration years. But Mike Trout had the opportunity to go and play for some of these teams. He did. He's the one that decided to stay in Los Angeles. So he doesn't get that pass anymore. He has to make that team better. It's not You don't get the benefit of the doubt of, oh, they're not putting anybody around you because you're the one that signed up to stay there. Nobody forced you to stay there. You knew what you were but signing up for. But do you think it's for. his fault? I don't want to. I don't want to hear loyal. It's, yes, it's his fault. He stayed there. I don't want to hear loyalty. Mookie Betts had the opportunity to stay loyal. He he decided that that wasn't what was best for him. He decided he wanted to um, embrace his opportunity, go to a better oper- better team, and try for a championship. You don't think that the Yankees, the um, 
the uh, Dodgers would have paid the same amount of money that the Angels paid, they would have. Mm-hmm. So no, he he doesn't get that. Uh, what's it called? He doesn't get that benefit of the doubt. I'm saying all of this to say I'm not ready to put my Mookie bets firmly at number one, but I'm here to say keep on sleeping on him. And Mike Trout keep not getting to the playoffs or anything. Are you gonna put that all? He's going to be number one. Yes, at this point, yes, yes. Dude, Mike Trout is one of the greatest all time. Okay, okay. So, so why is he still in Los Angeles if you knew for a fact that they are actively not trying to put any pieces around? What is why? Why are you still? That's there? a good question. That's more like that's like a Carmelo move with the Knicks, you know, chasing the bag. But I don't even know why we chase the bag. Well, you can no, there's not play. chasing the bag. It, exactly. So that's not an excuse. Oh, I mean, I, at this point, look at it. At this point, no, I don't. I don't care about loyalty. None of that. We are past the loyalty days from our superstar. It's either you're winning or you're not. <laughs> I, I, you. You're right. You're right about that. Like, when it comes to that, you're right. But player for player, Mookie not touching Trout. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that's true. You can't definitively say that. I've seen him. I've seen him change a postseason series. Also been- that's, that's best player in the league type stuff. That doesn't just happen every every postseason. You don't see that every day. That's game-changing type uh, presence and uh, skill. You don't. You don't do. I agree. Any old player isn't just changing a series like that. You're not just robbing three home runs (laughs) and um, starting uh, rallies and flipping the series. I agree on that. My thing. I just. I just feel like Trout will shine even more if he had those opportunities, and and you kind of, you kind of did make a good point when Amen. you said like he did sign up for that in LA. So it's like, yeah, I could say it's a slick like 50-50. Like it's part of him. You signed up for this, and now you can't go nowhere because your team is not putting no pieces around you. But this is what you signed up for, so can't really. Exactly. We can't put all the blame on the Angels. We can because they definitely deserve some, but we got definitely got to put some blame on you. It's like that. It's like Dak Prescott and the Cowboys and they contract situations. It's not all Jerry Jones' fault, but it's not all. Oh no, it's all Jerry Jones' fault. It's all Jerry Jones' fault. Yes, Hmm. yes. He's one. He waited way too late to re-sign Dak, and two, he um. He's he overpaid for several players that didn't need to be overpaid for. Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Jalen Smith. Yeah. Um, well, I don't I don't think Demarcus Lawrence is overpaid. I just think Mike McCarthy's a horrible coach. Wow. No, I, I just I think that's I think that's all no. coaching, bro. No, Demarcus Lawrence was Demarcus Lawrence was overpaid last year when Mike McCarthy was in that home doing what we doing. He said, doing "What we doing?" <laughs> Obviously, he wasn't doing a good enough job at it because he he came back with the same generic. But anyways, <laughs> I mean, apparently he was doing a good enough job at doing what we're doing because we're not talking, we're not studying football. We just talking. <laughs> so, he's doing a great job at doing that. <laughs> but you know, to go back to Trout and Mookie, Mookie is a is a hell of a player. He's a great player, but Trout is a generational talent. He's I mean, I, th- I think they're both generational talents. 
That's the thing. It's not a one or the other. They're both generational talent. Mookie is definitely a generational talent. My dude, had had you actually watched that series, I promise you would you would be like, okay, you're right. Mookie's different. I didn't even watch. I didn't even watch last night. I mean, I started this question after, like, during Game 7. And I had people who were on Mookie's side, I mean, on Mike Trout's side last night who watched Game 1 of the World Series and were like, all right, you might be on this. I time. mean, I, that I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's far off. I mean, anybody who's seen Mookie, any, oh, anybody yeah, who's seen Mookie in Boston when he won, won MVP in the World Series, like, you could tell, like, Rug really got it. I'm just saying for Mike Trout, it's like... Mike Trout didn't even have a bad season this year. His team was just trash again. So it's like I can't, I, I can't just See, say like you better thing, than Mike Trout. Like, he's still going out there doing his thing. Right. We're just getting so bored with good. We want to see great from Mike Trout. Like we get it. You're really good. Now be great. Like we've seen Mookie be great. We want to see you I think be that's great. That's a hard task because we him. know you can. I think that's just a hard task. I know. Him. I get it. Like I have. I had somebody tell me Mookie has to go four for four, hit two home runs sometimes just to win by one point. Yeah. And yeah. you got it. Well, by yeah. one run. But yeah, you got it. That That's very accurate. I've seen it before. Like, not Mookie. Mike Trout has to do that. But I've seen it before. Like, if you're, if you can intentionally walk him, get to the next batter. Now, granted, they've added Rendon. I don't, I didn't really watch them, them, him this year. I don't know how he was with that signing, but I would like to see them. I was, I heard talks of them trying to go out and get uh, Francisco mm-hmm. Lindor. That would be a good signing for them, but they need mm-hmm. a pitcher. I'm, I'm not going to suggest them go get Trevor Bauer because I want to get <laughs> Trevor Bauer, but that would be a great my, signing for my- them. Like that would but be see, that's, this is when I blame the Angels for things because it's like everybody knows how good Mike Trout is. How can you and it's LA? How can you not bring people? Play see, with but the thing Mike is, Trout? people don't want to play with Trout. It's baseball. One, they're still on that Albert Pujols money. So whenever they come out of his money, I think it's either this year or next year. That's gonna open up a lot of doors for free agents to come in they're gonna have a lot yeah. of money because he is weighing them down and that he has added he's stat chasing nothing. now he's trying to get that but, home run the record right and you know he's not gonna get it so just go ahead and hang it up uh he not there not there he's not gonna get it there and they're not yeah. gonna resign him and i don't know anybody who would resign him maybe so uh, say st louis. louis might take him back just for symbolic just symbolic but he's not gonna add nothing they got uh goldsmith so that would really he would really just be a dh at that that's point. all he that's all he wants maybe <laughs> maybe he just want them home runs they got stat pad yeah i don't know i i was i don't know but basically they need they need to we keep saying it they need to add some more bats for mike trout that way he won't have to do it all on his own and get some pitchers so he doesn't have to hit a home run every night and it's not as challenging. Because you see in the postseason, pitching and defense makes the difference. If you don't have pitchers or defense, you're not going to win. Like you can have as many defense wins championships. Want, at some point, you're going to have to pitch. In every right. sport. In every but, sport. 
exactly. Oh no, like you, 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 you can't. Y'all two came with some points that's kind of. But trout. Hey man, trout, all I know is give. Then I, and then I made that say, yeah, Mookie, you better. But you know, it, it's I'm not gonna sit here and say anybody better than Trout because give, his team is poor. Trout go out there and handle business. Give. Give Mookie this year's World Series. Give him one more. Give him a two more Gold Gloves because I think it went two. Um, and give him, I would say, an MVP. I think he can get an MVP in the NL World Series MVP. So if he gets all of that, I think he's gonna get this World Series MVP. I think you're gonna get this. I think you're gonna get this World Series. Oh no, Mike Trout to the Yankees, man. Just come to the Yankees. Nah, just nah, once you once you get a story, you you get you got the MVP. That's how that's how Corey Seager got the MVP. He won it in Game Three, Game Four. Whenever he hit the fourth home run against us, that's when he won. In I LCS need Mike MVP. Trout to go in his room, turn on the Migos, and play across the country, and go to his GM and say. Across the country, from LA to New York, and put on them pinstripes, and come become and become a legend. Hey man, now le- <laughs> one that's not gonna happen. But two, he needs to get in his Bron bag and start recruiting all the top. Uh, Bron do not do that. But okay. Yeah. Wow. So AD just as magically one, appeared. As one, so y'all wasn't y'all wasn't trying one. to get Kawhi. Y'all didn't try to that's get Paul George. You didn't they bring in Kevin Love. You didn't bring in D, D- Wade and Chris Bosh. You didn't bring in D Wade okay. and Chris Bosh. Doesn't sound like a recruiter. D Wade recruited them. So he <laughs> didn't. He definitely recruited Chris Bosh to Cleveland, but go off. Mm. But anyway, <laughs> that'll do it for this episode of your another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jordan. You can follow me on all social media. Well, on Twitter at this underscore guy eleven, and on. Instagram at underscore this guy 11. You can also follow the sports pages at not another sports podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at n underscore a underscore s underscore podcast on Twitter. And this is Kevin. Make sure you follow me at Vice City Cavo. Um, Yeah, y'all be on the lookout. I'm about to drop some music. It's been a little minute. So, uh, about to drop yes, some stuff. I just haven't seen just just because. Yes, yeah, I'm Brandon. Make sure you follow me on all social media at Rob eh. Also, if you were so gracious enough to stick to the end, we had a segment that we had at the beginning of the season for the post. I mean, for the off season that we started with Coach Chapman, but we never really got to finish because of coronavirus but we definitely did not want it to go to waste so if you stick to I mean stick around you will hear that next but what were you saying um, I was just gonna say the typical wash your hands be safe black lives mm-hmm. matter Ray go, go vote yes go vote we're not gonna tell you nope. who to vote for <laughs> But doesn't, it, it really doesn't matter who you vote for. Just go out there and vote. Make doesn't matter who you vote for at the top of the ticket, but make sure you keep scroll down. 
It's not one person vote for, to vote for. And vote for, vote your, for everybody. Golly, y'all just vote for the president and Vote leave. for your local that's governments. The things that can really be changed. Vote for the new your state. Vote for everything in your state. The presidents. Yeah, but mostly local governments in the words of Brandon. <laughs> No, no Brandon, Jordan, not, Brandon, okay. not, Thanks, <laughs> Brandon told me the other day vote, um, local votes is more important. See that? Uh, and as always, and as always go Gators. Tide. Yes, sir. Roll Tide.